Anyway, uh, greetings fans, uh, listeners of Shy Lounge, I am the Sensational One, Shinblade, on this lovely uh, Sunday morning, just waking up, having breakfast, uh, being entertained by cats, by the way. And also here I have my uh, co-host, as I'm usual, the cat. in red, uh, Mika Villas is here. How are you on this Sunday morning? I am about to have the itis, so let's kick this bad boy off. There's got to be a morning after. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't understand that. Nobody else should either. Okay, well, I was going to uh, say it's morning. Uh, you know, use a Shirley Murdoch reference. Still don't get it. Okay. As we lay? Still don't get it. Okay, alright. Well, meanwhile, I have two black cats uh, right next to me. You want to introduce those? No. You don't? No. Are they yours? They're demons. Okay. Well, what are these demons' names? Demon 1 and Demon 2. Demon he and Demon she. So the names are not Storm? You know, we tell people the name of your kids, you just let it go. And Velvet? These are my children. That's all. <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty good company. I've known them since they were kitties, so. Luckily, I'm not allergic to cats. Or else I would swell up. But um, how you doing? I, I haven't seen you in a while. Doesn't feel like a long time, but I'm good. I mean, just I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just um, had a recent episode with Operation Joe, so he was pretty good about it. We went over WrestleMania and Blood and Guts. Uh, you can listen to that on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and other pl- podcast platforms on the Shy Lounge. Um, you didn't have any takes off of Blood and Guts, did you? None at all. Okay. Except for the irony that happened, uh, in both, uh, matches. Don't know what you mean. In interpromotional matches. Don't know what you mean. Okay, well, I'll get into it later. But anyway, I'm glad that Mika's here because I got a couple subjects I want to talk with her and, you know, being it that she's very experienced and she's been around the, uh, wrestling scene, mostly indie scene. She has a couple points or two about certain things. And by the way, I apologize if I sound a little uh, uh, lackluster. I have the itis too. <laughs> strawberry pancakes. Oh, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, strawberry pancakes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, I wanted to get your take on this uh, situation. We, we was trying to get together a couple weeks ago, but it eventually didn't ha- happen. But uh, I want to talk to you about Trashgate. This whole ordeal about WWE letting people go. After releasing them, uh, mostly women, they would get their gear in the form of a box, which is in that box was a uh, trash can. I mean, trash bag. A trash bag of belongings. 
Basically, when females are future endeavor, when the WWE does its clean out, so to speak, and they get rid of female stars, um, a lot of the talent from as far back as a lot of the girls that you may know names of, um, Jillian Hall, Gail Kim, most notably right now, Mickey James, uh, received her items in a trash bag. Uh, it, it's been said, and I'll say it again, it is just disrespectful beyond any and every stretch of the imagination. People will make the excuse, well, how are they supposed to ship their stuff? This is a multi-million, excuse me, billion-dollar company. They are shipping places everywhere in Florida where they are currently housed and residing. They are shipping places everywhere in the United States, FedEx, UPS, DHL. Hell, the United States Post Office. It'll eventually get there, but there are ways to do this. Hell, I went to the post office. Guess what? The supplies to ship stuff, free. They have boxes. You can put stuff in and send it to whomever, wherever. Wait, 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 wait. Free? Yes. Free items? Yes. I had to pay for some of those envelopes. Well, that's you. I don't know how you manage that. But again, there are ways to do this that would not have you put items into a trash bag and people go oh well they were trying to protect it and how they're supposed to ship it there's ways to do it and the the message or the ideal excuse me the ideology behind it that you are trash your stuff is worthless so are you here's your stuff goodbye and if that was not the intent well i'm telling you that's how it could be perceived and how it was received in some cases that Again, just the females. To date, no man has come forward and said, oh, they sent me myself the same way too. But Jillian Hall, Gail Kim, Mickey James. Hell, Chelsea Green was just released in this round of um, firings. Received stuff back that wasn't even hers. Um, it was uh, Natty Nyhart's. Renee Young. Renee, when Renee left, they sent her her items. Uh, or some items. She left on her own accord. But they sent her some of her items and some of the stuff wasn't even hers. It's just ridiculous that this company who is supposedly um, at the forefront of rights for, you know, men and women who has somebody in a huge lead executive role as definitely man would allow such behavior and such things continue until it's brought to the social media standpoint where they have to react. Ooh. So, you know, again, going forward, I guarantee you they won't do it again because the appropriate people have been fired. Most notably, no, most notably, uh, Mark Carano, who, if you are that hardcore WWE television watcher, he's been on the programs like Total Divas and such. I don't know about Mr. and Mrs. or whatever shows that uh, have, but he was the uh, PR, I think it was like the PR director or something. He was a piece of Talent, trash. talent relations. And, and he was trying. Yeah, and, and not only that though, but after his firing, stories about him started coming out. You know, how he would put certain squeezes that he would have in certain situations and he would come back as Captain Save Him or something. And um, I don't know if you ever heard some of those. I think you're the one that passed me some of those stories. Yeah, I had an ex girl. He is one of his ex girlfriends. Uh, just talked about his character or 
basically the lack of character in this man, if you can loosely even call him that, and what he said. So it was, uh, again, supposedly his fault. He could have been a scapegoat, but again, the responsibility, the, the onus lies back at the top. You know, I know Vince wasn't packing it personally, but man, <laughs> Stephanie wasn't packing it personally, and there was Hunter or whomever up at the echelon top of the office, but damn it, somebody in Stanford had to know this was happening or and uh, just overlooked it. Stanford or uh, uh, Orlando, Florida, wherever. No, I'm talking about the corporate offices. Are you talking about the corporate offices? Corporate side? offices are in Stanford, Connecticut. Corporate offices are where they have human resources. An actual HR department does exist. Yes, for the wow. people who are employed, not for the wrestlers, because they're independent contractors. They don't get none of that fancy HR stuff for them. But in Connecticut and Stanford, there is a human resources who hiring, firing, rule enforcing, and just you know general stuff that human resources would do in any company. Somebody had to have known something. And I also have to say Florida also. Some small offices they have in Florida because, you know, you just can't run everything from Connecticut. Yeah, they do. They run everything from Connecticut. I mean, I'm not saying like the, the like, I know in Florida you got their performance center, so I know they got a couple offices in there no. and people running it. You get hired in Connecticut. Your checks come from Connecticut. Okay. Florida is just a, a offshoot. <laughs> and the whole tax-free thing with wrestlers. Yeah. Even though... Uh, Mr. Hall of Famer brother man claimed that he bought wrestlers to Florida. Because, uh, so, you know, there are Florida laws about housing and all that, which I don't... I believe that to a certain extent, but I don't believe it like he revolutionized Florida as far as wrestling housing is concerned. Um, Florida and Georgia are notoriously inexpensive as far as living goes for anybody. When I was in Georgia, moving from Florida, I marvel at the price of land. Um, when I moved from um, Illinois to Florida, I marvel at the price that everything was so much inexpensive in Florida. It's even less inexpensive in Georgia. So it's not so much that anybody revolutionized it or brought anybody down. It's just that they happen to be there. They happen to say, hey, I'm spending time. Let's buy a house or build a house. Found out how cheap it was and was like, everybody should do this. Telling everybody about it. So it's like any other word of mouth type situation, you know. If I told my friends, hey, I like AEW, we should all watch AEW because XYZ, it's that word of mouth. I didn't personally, you know, make Tony Khan a billionaire because I had a few people tune into the show. It just, you know, hey, shared my opinion and people bought into it. The buy-in, I'm sorry. They buy into Ooh, it. Ooh, AEW turn. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. I like you too, Velvet. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm with... <laughs> well, she came over to me, so it, it was very really nice. Acknowledge her. Nobody sees her but you. Acknowledge, right? We acknowledge only the head and table. <laughs> our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so yeah, uh, personally to me with his trash gate, I found it disrespectful when it comes to names like Mickey James, Gail Kim, and so on and so forth. But to me personally, for a trash bag person, I find this hilarious as far as the ones who should be released, the ones who do dirt, and the ones who finally get uh, caught up in their dirt. So with Mickey James, you know, it was just budget cuts. I, I'm always a little confused about this, but I know a little bit about business, but it's not the only reasoning. But letting go Mickey James and Chelsea Green 
and trading them for Eva Marie. See, there's the... But I do. I have one conclusion to that. There is a problem, and, and I'm not... Let's go here and be clear. I'm not a fan of Eva Marie. I am no way in shape or form supporting and saying this, but after WrestleMania, every year for a few years now, it has been a exodus that happens. It's like almost they have to pay for me. Exodus or purge? Purge. Okay, purge. Yeah, purge would be... Purge is the right word, fine. But it's like they have to make money back for paying for Mania. Running a business, I, I get that there are certain financial goals that each business looks to, you know, achieve year by year and what have you. So, the firing of a lot of these stars, not just Mickey, um, you had Samoa Joe notably leave as well, but these are people who, you know, there's, there's big money in their contracts or what have you that can be freed up because they're not able to utilize them in a way that is going to, sorry y'all, DMs, that's going to make back money for the company. Even Marie was already on payroll. Even Marie was not recently hired. Even Marie was already in the performance center, working out, doing whatever it is that they have her doing there. So she's not a new hire by any means. And even if she wasn't doing all that, she's still not a new hire. She'd been in the company before and all those events that predated uh, that was it, but I, I didn't like it. It's not like she's getting the exact same payday of a Samoa Joe or Mickey James. No, it's all it's all uh, lesser money or whatever. It didn't plus the what you said about WWE and WrestleMania. I get it, but I don't. I definitely don't when you uh, have distribution. These are not your pockets. That no, line. that's fine. And, and while we as uh, fans, as an audience. As people who can look at the the stocks and the reports that come out for the financials for World Wrestling Entertainment and see that they made a generous profit as we count their dollars as they do this peacock as they as they get money from the cock. I was I was deal. about to go there. Yeah, as we look into their pockets and see that they have significantly cut down on expenses and costs based on them not traveling for the COVID year XYZ and we go well they have money they've made money that is not our money to count we don't understand where and what exactly is that they want to do from a fiscal standpoint even though you could listen into the you know stockholders reports and what have you as they have meetings that are kind of open it still does not say bottom line that the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment wants to make this much money and projected that we're behind in our goal, so we have to cut talent. It's not going to tell you all the, the dirties of it all. And this has been a proven financial measure year over year that they've utilized. In, in a regular business world, if you're, your biggest expense are your workers like if you work in a restaurant it's not the food or the drink that you spend to excuse me money that you spend to buy food or drink that you would then distribute to your customers your basic biggest expense is the person cooking the person serving the person washing the dishes the person doing all that that's the expense so there you go hey if I cut down on labor by one person I make money that's what they're doing it sucks but it's what they're doing yeah um 
I mean, I, I get that with, with purging and and um, letting letting go, letting go of talent. But I know I know for sure that you know with distribution of Peacock. I mean, distribution via Peacock. Sending the distribution out via the cock. You know, they made all they made all this money. We're not supposed to count the pockets, but sometimes some moves don't go with don't go with certain actions and, and I will say that um, you know they always say budget cuts but I always think something else when you make like a grand amount of money and you let go and you let go uh, deserving talent or whatever or sometimes it's just management which I believe uh, they have nothing for you but when it comes to money you know we all know that it can keep them but Speaking of uh, releases, there was a couple notable ones over the past week um, of NXT releases. Now I can't I can't name all the names that were released. I, I sent you a link to one of the articles. Oh, I know did. most notably was uh, Jessamyn Duke from the Four Horsewomen. Uh, then I found out she's still going to do like background video game work for Up Up Down Down, which I was a little bit shocked that. Xavier Woods didn't have an ownership into it. I was not shocked but at all. Being at WWE, you know, with third-party ventures and whatever, they they want to take everything from you, even if you create it. So I believe he that part. He sold it to them. He, we talk about the cock. Xavier Woods gave up the up, up, down, down. He bent over, or they delivered to him in the form of a nice depository, a probably nice amount of money. For him to give up his creative channel. license, to give up his channel, to give them control and say in what it is that he was producing. The content is his. Everything else is, you know, is theirs. The restaurant he opened, started and started cooking, was like, yeah, yeah, this is good. WWE swooped in and said, hey, we on the building, we on the land. You can still keep cooking inside. But everything else is ours. So they basically Ray Crocked him. They pimped him. They're pimping him. Can and you talk about me talking about WWE pimping? Well, listen. I am not mad at it. Because when this first came out about WWE cutting down on people and their Twitches and they couldn't do all this outside stuff or whatever, I said, and I don't remember if I said it to you, is that... The WWE, that this man, that um, whatever his name, Creed, has given up the booty. Austin uh, Watson. Has given up the booty, a.k.a. up, up, down, down, to the WWE because it was on the network. I said, this thing started off as YouTube, and now it's on the WWE network. I said, WWE is not playing anything on their network that they do not own. But they also they had uh, YouTube of their own channel. I think that got dissolved and they ended Ended up being on WWE's channel, but again, but it was WWE something took that it. Was theirs that they paid for. They are paying for stuff that people don't realize. People don't understand. They've owned Up Up Down Down for a while, and it's just now coming out that it is owned by the WWE. So the thing is, people can be upset and mad, but don't be mad. Xavier got paid extra. This wasn't within his normal independent contractor reigns. 
I'm pretty sure the boy negotiated a deal for him to get content or whatever for him to have staff, aka Jessamyn Duke, who wasn't doing anything in the performance center. WWE said, hey, you know what? You're not wrestling material right now. Come back later. But she still keeps a job on a WWE product to do work. It's how that WWE backstage thing was set up with Paige and Punk and Renee. Where it, was it was a Fox to be, deal. supposed to be on Fox. But you know WWE had a strong hand in it because their name was in the whole WWE backstage. I know they were grumbling. The, the, the checks came from Fox. Apps are freaking lootly. But you know WWE was sitting there right next to Fox going, Hey, could you make them do this? Hey, could you make sure they don't talk about that? I know they were grumbling when they put Punk on the uh, team of backstage. Not really. Because it's going to bring more eyes to that WWE. You have to watch the product to help talk about it with Punk. Well, I named one name, Justin Duke. Uh, Kavita Devi was released also, but I believe that she'll be back uh, once she gets back from India. It's a big Kali trainee. Big Kali? Great Kali. <laughs> Great Kali mm. trainee. Big Kali on Wish.com instead of the Great Kali. I mean, whatever. Uh, but but whatever. she but she was a standout as far as her heritage being a female wrestler from India. and uh, She was unique. I wouldn't call her a standout. She wasn't anything special other than the fact that she was from India and they never was a, a Indian-born um, women's wrestler or whatever. So, again, I, I agree with you. She'll probably be back. Hopefully... She'll learn some more, get some more. Mm. Well, Great Khali has got her number to taking her yeah, and saying, Yeah, I, I made more stuff in America under her belt. Maybe get some indies under her belt and not just in, in India, like well, around the world in training. So. Well, well, due to the uh, current pandemic, as far as most of the world is concerned, we're opening back up, but India is shut down, and I think Japan also a little bit too. Oh, big time! Um, because India, uh, you know, one billion people live in India, and there's like hardly no space, and you know, you can contract it very easily, whether you're asymptomatic or not. Uh, well, I was gonna say, um, Kavita Devi, uh, Drake works. Uh, like I think they called him the hardcore referee in uh, CZW. They let him go, and he was very controversial. Uh, his work was there as far as being a referee, despite oh, despite wearing orange tanner too much at tapings, because he was also an orange man, just like uh, what's his name? That, just like the fruit that he followed. Yes, the Cheeto. Fruits are healthy. Mm. <laughs> so too uh, much of them are a bad thing. So. So he got released, but you know, like I said, like we were saying, that is, I wouldn't say it's without controversy because it was a lot of controversy. You know, uh, zooming into uh, city board meetings wearing his shirt, wearing his WWE ref shirt, going all lives matter and berating talent backstage about wearing masks and vaccinations, even flu shots. I guess we should say allegedly because. I don't know if there is any documented proof that these things did happen. Oh, they're talking. It is it's being spoken about, but there is no documented proof as of yet that he was doing these things. But the fact of the matter is, one of the things that we know for a fact that he did was on <laughs> in his company uniform, his WWE NXT uniform, he would 
he did go into a city council or board town council meeting or whatever and berate people um politicians and try to bully them into his views he was a q a noner this is just a horrible Carler, person. right wing, whatever This is just it was. a horrible person. Like, literally and truly, this is a horrible person. They say good things happen to bad people or something like that. I don't know. I'm happy that he's fired because he did not deserve to be in that position that he was in. Um, he did not deserve and to... Al- and also, uh, there were certain uh, talent that didn't want him in, in their matches to ref. Well, you have this you know, person which, who Which that leaks over professional was going, oh, all lives matter. When you say black lives matter, that means, you know, you really choose not to understand the the sayings, the struggles, and what people are trying to say. Like, listen, we want equality. We want for, you know, police not to kill black people um, unjustly and what have you. But this person decided that, you know, he, he didn't want to hear any of that. And um, thus... People didn't want to deal with his shenanigans. Shit. Uh, so yeah, so he's he's giving the door, and, and um, unlike the next name I'm going to feature, at least I would see Drake works at certain conventions and certain companies. Uh, not many of them though, because of where wrestling as a society leans. Um, I mean, at least he didn't show his ass like that Karen video we just saw. With, with the officer and got tased in the middle of the street. You got it. That was funny. Good things happen again. <laughs> but uh, also, most notably, from what everybody has been talking about lately, is that, uh, Mr. Patrick Clark from Washington, D.C., a.k.a. the Velveteen Dream, has been released after being on WWE payroll and roster uh, after a year of just bad, bad. Uh, Bad juju. Bad, well, bad juju and bad moves. Bad moves create bad juju. Um, you know, there are fans out there on social media, which is funny to me, defending Velveteen Dream when certain pictures were leaked. And might I say, I saw the pixelated picture. I didn't see anything really. People but those are, abdominals were oddly close. People are going to defend everybody. There are people who are defending Drake Words. Saying that, oh, his freedom of speech and the WWE violated. No. The WWE, this man didn't want to wear a mask. He talked about, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, you get a vaccine, and da 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 so, But yet, there are outbreaks in the performance center every so often over the past year. Again, it's a publicly traded company that has, you know, a, a, a sports company. And the fact of the same vein as the NFL and um, the NBA, and they're trying to keep people safe and to try to get fans to be back in the arenas or whatever. You have a nut job who is an actual employee say, No, let's not do that. This is all fake, fake news or whatever. Flip people's alternative facts spewing out. So, yeah, they had to get rid of his ass, but people are trying to defend him, saying, Oh, that's bad. They shouldn't have fired him for speaking his mind. You can speak your mind all you want to, sir, but when you speak your mind, Wearing our stuff, going against our, our deals, especially in public, when we are a publicly traded company, goodbye. The Velveteen Dream. What did I say? Actions detrimental to a company? Yeah. That's what happened to Joey Ryan? The Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, whatever. People will say, oh, well, he wasn't arrested. They did investigations. WWE did one. The police did what? Blah, 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 blah. Because a crime can't be proven does not mean it did not happen. There have been 
circumstances where you know somebody murdered raped someone and there was actually no proof person's body they're uh, dead Jimmy Snooker trial I mean the prime example it happened just, we, we all just don't know how to a T right we, we have many conclusions about that case that opened back up but uh, Snooker was far into his dementia that he was unfit to stand trial and he died months later um, and again I met the guy at a convention very nice guy and that was probably his dementia talking uh, but you know like I said it's just an unsolved mystery it's going to continue to be unsolved but again we're, um, we're but going back to going back to uh, works and Velveteen Dream actions detrimental to a company but again again this the WWE has a conduct policy people do not understand that if you are in a position there as an employee or even as an independent contractor and you do something that will tarnish their reputation that is something not moral or morally ambiguous they can and they do reserve the right to fire your butt the wwe will exercise that right as they see fit when they see fit and they always see fit especially now in the social media age where you have too many fans and people who are not even fans just people who have access to the internet and go this is wrong or this person is horrible and you support them and you have them under your employ which means your entire company must be bad and corrupt wwe much like homie don't play that they can't afford to the money needs to continue to flow and in order to do so they will get rid of you on your alleged you know talking to underage boys or whatever even if you know that's not proven they can't take that heat literally they can't take that heat wait a minute uh, no, no no that was after he got released uh, i was thinking of james ellsworth uh the matter at hand that he was going through i think that was afterwards and then also Enzo Amore had a case that got thrown out eventually, but he just didn't tell people about it. And, uh, you know, as a publicly traded company, you, you need to let the company know so they don't look stupid. And he put them in that position and he was out. That heat, sir. Yeah. That heat. Not even like so much you didn't tell them to, because once they found out, it's like, oh, yeah, they could play the game. No pun intended. There you go. That, you know, what have you. It's the fact that how it was perceived by people was not something that they would be able to come back from because again just because a crime wasn't proven we say oh he never did anything wrong and you know he was proven that she lied or whatever you know what she could have changed her mind or turned back or something 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 it always happens some kind of pressure it could have been could have been said that this is why you know she she took back her um her allegation or whatever and you don't want that kind of heat on your you know show where you turn on the tv you see Enzo more and some little girl goes oh yeah he touched me and their parent goes off mm-hmm. this was already a problem before and here it is now you can't take it can't take it they don't want that yeah speaking of speaking of injustices i mean emmett till was killed based on a lie and the woman before she died she admitted it that Nothing happened Could, after couldn't bring it back 50, 60 dead. years later. It can't was already do, done. Can't do anything. Yeah. Again. So, uh, yeah. 
but I can say this about Velveteen Dream. Um, yes, he was an over-talent. People loved him as far as the in-ring work was concerned. But there were also talks about him being unprofessional, being very cocky, and being very arrogant, and so on and so forth. And Mika, I'm going to tell you like this. That part is true. <laughs> that part is absolutely true. I have known Patrick Clark since him and Leo Rush was a tag team at MCW called Sudden Impact. I interviewed both of them uh, when I was doing a radio show and Patrick Clark just went into this promo mode like as if he was uh, just ranting. He was the same guy that you saw on WWE Tough Enough for those who are not familiar with Velveteen Turing, a.k.a. Patrick Clark from the uh, Maryland, D.C. area. And, you know, it was funny because he got let go from the show as the uh, reality shows are concerned. The same week that uh, Brother Man got uh, exiled from WWE for his uh, slurs on a leaked tape. Looks like he got the same bad timing, huh? And, um, well, that news came out around the same time, so... And plus, uh, going back to that radio show, we were interviewing Eric Bischoff, and that was the first question I asked, and that was on Title Match uh, Wrestling Network. And, um, you know, he, he covered it. I forgot what Eric said, because Eric does a lot of talking nowadays. We just saw, <laughs> we just did a binge of Dark Side of the Ring last night of Bischoff. those episodes. Love Easy. Easy's old now. <laughs> I want you to want me. <laughs> I think Jericho said that. It was. It was one of those Eric Bischoff cheesy promos when he was first in the NWO. But, um, shall we see uh, Velveteen Dream in the Indies? Uh, Probably. Depending on what company you're talking to, I don't think he's going to be on the top companies unless they are giving him a chance, quote unquote, excuse me, uh, bang my hand on the table, scared Storm a little bit. Uh, scared me. Quote unquote, um, like I said, he's very talented. All he has to do is uh, go through the motions of uh, not trying to pick up boys, uh, yeah. not trying to be cocky and arrogant. Um, and it carries the same way with Tessa Blanchard. And I think he'll be okay. I mean, he just needs a, just needs a wake-up call. And, and I'm going to say this also, but a lot of D.C. Maryland wrestlers have, a, have big fucking egos. Like completely, I I know DC Maryland wrestlers. Uh, even one is on TNT by the name of Nala Rose, but she's very humbled as far as her uh, journey is concerned. If you don't have an ego in wrestling, are you doing it wrong? I mean, seriously, depends on how you swing that sword. Mm, you gotta have. There is a difference between arrogance and cockiness. And I think some people cross that line or it's interpreted the wrong way and you don't necessarily know. So again, the arrogance, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have a sense of who you are and know that you're good. Because if you think you suck, well, who's going to spend a dollar to see you? Who's going to want to support you? Who's going to want to tell their friends about you? What company is going to put, you know, their faith in you by offering you a, a contract or bringing you into their their system if you don't have that so I, I can't knock that on a, a talent level now if you're a horrible person different story altogether but at least 
there should be some level of arrogance of cockiness there to be successful hmm I think we're using wrong words though I think like the ego part is actually true you can only have a certain degree of it to get to places but if you overuse it then that's when it becomes toxic Um, it's people's perception people's perception is the key word and you we we once we were watching Dark Soldier Ring I believe pilled it. People didn't know that he was not legit crazy. He didn't turn off the crazy ones that, that switch flipped. No, he Andy Coughlin and everybody. Right. And that's you know, where you go, that's problematic. But it's also people's perception. Had anybody went to him and said, Hey, are you okay? Then maybe they would have been like, Oh, he's fine. Nobody talked to him. Nobody asked the questions. Nobody said, hey, listen, dude, you're, you're, you're this, you're this. Are you okay? It's the same way today. People won't necessarily come up to someone who they think maybe is a little you know, over the top and go, you're over the top because they are afraid of the reaction that will get back. Now, now, I will say that I did agree with Brian Pillman having a quote-unquote ego as far as the troubles he was having the last couple of years of his life. Uh, you know, he was in a very horrible car accident. His healing wasn't going as planned as far as he is concerned and as far as his contract was concerned. So, you know, just like a lot of wrestlers, they would go out there, muster up the pain, go perform. Then as soon as they get back in the house, uh, attach themselves to IVs and take medications just to push them along day by day. And that's been, that's been an epidemic for the last, what, 20 plus years now? It's been now? an epidemic as long as people have taken yeah. wrestling balls. You know, probably I would probably say at least when the steroid era came in. Um, There's always been some kind of medicinal healing. Tell you, you do it yourself. There's always been weed around, right? You, you snitching always, on me on my own, on my own yeah, podcast? Yeah, I mean, you started snitching on my children. Um, anyway. I don't snitch on, you, on your children. Anyway, people have always been doing some kind of, you know, enhancement to help them. So the steroids are just more modern era starting it. But it's been around forever. I know, I know. We we yeah, we we're uh, having the Sunday laziness right now. Mama Mosa is calling y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Her mouth is dry. She needs to be parched. I'm um, drinking a mimosa. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. <laughs> so um, where was I going again? Actually, you go. Yeah. So again, uh, you get it. You know. Uh, just like Pillman, MJF, he never turns off and, unless he gets until he gets in the the bed or something, private quarters. Um, you get in the bed with that man? How you know he turned off? Maybe he turned to keep it on. Pause. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to test. You that said it. But that's how a lot of method actors are. It's like as soon as they wake up in the morning, they are the actor that they are going out. Don't talk about the man's methods uh, unless you know for sure. He could be like that twenty four seven, and it's okay. We're supposed to not like him. Well, there's a lot of method actors out there. One, most notably, Daniel Day-Lewis. Who? Daniel Day-Lewis. He Who? played uh, famous, no, I... very famous actor, Gangs of New York, My Left what? Foot. What? Um, he was most notably uh, Abraham Lincoln about almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, man, on the porch references, y'all. Sorry. Lincoln? Sorry. That was like one of the biggest movies of 2012. Whatever. I saw it though, and I, I didn't get it as far as like the acting and everything, but we, we, it was a pretty we, good movie. Yeah, 
pass, hard pass. Keep going. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I personally would just say I wish a double team dream well, but you know, the cockiness and attitude and arrogance is not going to get you far. And it's been going like that with certain people who have stepped in WWE and been kicked out of WWE, most notably uh, Enzo, uh, a.k.a. Real One, per se. But going over to uh, arrogance, cockiness, ego, let's talk about Ricochet. Rick O'Shea? No, Ricochet, not the guy who stole Sheamus' hat mm. and, and coat and put it on. That's Yeah, that's uh, his alter ego, Rick O'Shea. You mean that guy who said he's better than E.O. Yeah, <laughs> That dude? So there was a tweet that went out. I think there was a tweet or there was an article that went out saying the best high flyers and some fan asked him a question. Mm-hmm. Who's the best at it? And, of course, as a wrestler, he's going to say he's the best at it. So he went back and forth with fans on Twitter, on the tweet top. And there was one that put up Io Shirai's name. And respectfully so. This was the part that Ricochet should have not responded to and should have deleted that tweet. Too late for that. Well, he did, but everybody got a glimpse of it. Too late for that. Uh, he said he respects Io Shirai, that what she does, but she can't do it better than him. And that was a moment for, yeah, you got to delete that. What he said was, um, there is, she's good or whatever, but she is nowhere close to being as good as me. There's nothing that she does that I can't do. Again, yeah, delete that. <laughs> Too late. You know what you did. You know what you said. And it's okay to be confident in oneself, but to be an idiot to the world that's a whole different kettle of fish huh kettle of uh, kettle of fish okay all right old woman on the porch Mm -mm. i was saying when old man references so you get just how bad it was i gotta put it out there she says i'm an old man because i don't dig uh today's society as far as music you don't dig a lot lot of other things i mean there's a lot of things i do in society but not you just quoted a daniel day lewis movie from 10 years ago talking about oh, it was really good and huh no. I was talking about method acting nobody knows who that is they know what Lincoln is nobody listening to this podcast knows the movie Lincoln and Daniel Day Lewis and yada 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 if they do somebody prove me wrong tell me I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure I'm right I gotta introduce you to Joe um so so again with Ricochet, he had a moment. I, I don't know if this will uh, this will abandon his push because for months, Ricochet was like the main eventer of main event that nobody watched. <laughs> the main eventer of main event. So he was a top loser? I didn't say that. The biggest loser. I didn't say that. Because that was a great show. I didn't say that. Because, you know, you were a loser and now you lost and now you're the biggest loser. I didn't say that. You didn't have to. It was implied. It was him and uh, what Cedric Alexander, like main eventing, main event that nobody cared. They put Cedric mm-hmm. in the hurt business along with Shelton Benjamin and Lashley MVP. They killed those two off and they're fighting each other every week with hurt business tights on. Mm. Yeah. No, because they don't say the hurt business. They just have the colors. It's like it's like uh, simp psychology. Mm-hmm. But again. 
you know, they, they should have kept him. I mean, many fans are saying that Hurt Business was like the best thing on Monday Night Raw. And they killed it. Um, people, people. Anyway, no, Vince, Vince, Vince. <laughs> Too many black groups. We got to get rid of one of them. Listen. Lashley's a champion. Get rid of the Hurt Business. Y'all act like this is new. Mika, what's up, Mike? Oh, sorry. Y'all act like Vince has never been this... Like, Vince ain't never Vince before. You know? Vince has isms. I would say Florida gone Florida and all that. Y'all act like Vince ain't never Vince before. Like, we all brand new to Vince and Kenny (laughs) McMahon and his shenanigans. We are not. We've seen this. Why are we surprised? Why? Well, Vince has his Vince isms that we known over the years. Like you can't say hospital, you gotta say medical facility. Uh, what is it? You can't say fans, you gotta say WWE New Universe. What was it? Uh, well, the, the latest one is that you couldn't do leg slaps, but people are still doing them. Don't do them unless you're high enough on the card that you can get away with it. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I think personally, Miku. Every now and then, we got to talk about wrestlers and Twitter because this stuff just spirals out of control. I just saw uh, Val Venus on Instagram, and <laughs> he is not what his character was in wrestling. No, not at all. He is... Sean Morley is an idiot. <laughs> Val Venus was entertaining, but Sean Morley is an idiot. He calls people out on both sides and talks about Trump. I don't think he talks about Trump, but he talks about how much losers that support Joe Biden. And One more time for the people in the cheap seats. Sean Morley is an idiot. I believe I have him muted because I could not take it anymore. I tried not to. He responded to you? I don't answer. I don't talk to him. Oh, that's I, I've seen it, like... His tweets and all that stuff, and I'm just like, for real? Like, are you? I have a concern for people in general, and but wrestlers especially concern me because of the unmitigated cheer shots and just the damage that they've done to their bodies over the years. There's not enough studies on mental health and CTE and what have you for wrestlers. So I am just genuinely one of these people who like, you know what, I know that what they what they do to their body is detrimental and it could be potentially somewhere down the line, not just life threatening, but just changing their overall mental makeup. So when I see these people like a Sean Morley crack up, lose their minds, if they don't go the way of the drugs and the alcohol, the booze and the women, I'm just like, man, somebody, again, as I said, reach out and just check on them. Are you Okay. So I try to keep an eye, and I was watching, I was watching, I was looking, I was like, I don't know this man, I can't be like, hey, dude, you know, this ain't it. But I'm like, people are talking to him, they're giving him facts, they're saying stuff to him, and he's just totally off his damn rock, and I'm just like, you know what? Done. Can't. Can't. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, you talk about what we do as far as our personal lives, as far as the uh, drinking and drugging is concerned, but I think social media is a far more worst drug it's not been proven it's addicting it, it but social it, media is addicting but it's it's a, it's a i mean i'm talking about your mental yeah um but when people said things on facebook like yeah it's true it's on facebook hmm. yeah but what about the how, how is it proven i don't know i saw it on facebook donald trump's about to be president in july 
You can't do that. It's been months. They've been going through this investigation with the votes, and they found out that not only that there was something going on with the votes, there were Biden votes that weren't even counted for. I, so, I, I love the crazy because what else can you do with you it? You keep digging a hole for it. Anyway, um, so we, we go from there. Uh, Austin Aries still doing his thing on, tw- on Twitter and Instagram. Somebody else with... <sighs> I like... I Aries. like Austin Aries, though, like but Aries why? Well. I like Aries as well. And I blame, and this is going to sound crazy, I blame Jish Shots, man. Because there is no way a person in their right mind would be as such I just I don't believe that to be true Um, maybe I'm you know overstating the obvious or maybe I'm just wishful thinking but you know people's like Austin me man horrible blah 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 yeah of course like everybody else he was nice to me you know me too we had spent lots of time together and I never had a bad experience so it it is what it is I like the man but is he I think he's in a job now Yep. I'm about to say, how do you spend time with Austin Aries when you eat meat? I don't make him eat meat. <laughs> and like I was like, you gotta hang out with me. You gotta eat stuff. <laughs> I, I think a lot of times with vegans, it's like when it comes to certain people to eat meat, they just usher themselves away from the table or something. That's whenever you're eating, different people. I mean, no, there's there's different classifications right. of vegetarians and vegans. And when I think about, because I am more vegetarian friendly than vegan. Um. Because I believe that, you know, the milk from a cow and Kill the cow and make me a steak. Okay. Um, Ooh, I think I have steak I can cook tonight. What up? Uh, yeah, one of your kids just popped up when you said that. I know. Okay. Um, so Austin Aries are talk- is just like Drake Works talking about, I didn't have to wear a mask. I never got a flu shot. I never got sick. And and it's, it's very hard to believe as far as Aries is concerned. Because, uh, be, because you know, Austin Aries is one of the best that can do it in the ring, but he's tussling with sweaty guys. Don't know where they came from. The sweat is coming out of their bodies and not getting sick and not having to wear a mask, not even have to take shots. And also, uh, Brian Danson, on the other hand, was a vegan. He is a vegan. I think, he, I think he's like vegetarian now. Um, he was a vegan, and he was getting sick eating meat and everything, and he had to become vegan from that. So it must be their roads of why Brian Danielson gets sick and he had no, to give up meat. No, it's the fact that Austin Aries is an idiot, and he probably was isolated in his little hole and circle and didn't get sick because he wasn't around anybody. Like, the rest of the free world shouldn't have been around anybody. Like, you can't get sick if you don't go outside. You know, like, duh, yeah. You can't get no D if you don't go outside either. No wonder you didn't get sick, sir. You were in your home. You were self-isolating. You were isolated from the, the populace. So, yeah. Like, again, you got to take all this craziness with a grain of salt because, you know, what else can you do? You can't believe Dr. Aries because I, you know, have not seen the man's doctor. So once he becomes a doctor of some medical whatever, then maybe I'll be like, you know, that's you. The doctor, much like Rick Baker, is in. We're, we're, we're good. Well, the closest thing to that of Aries being a doctor is his book. The closest thing to him being a doctor is maybe a child he played doctor. <laughs> I would perhaps believe that. But but people are still mad at him, the fact that he lost the Impact title to John Morrison. And not only that, he got right back up 
as soon as the match was in and flipped everybody off and walked off. Yeah. That was the last time you seen Austin Aries. Was, that was some that was some stuff happening there that uh <laughs> some some stuff happening there that was backstage drama that came to the forefront of life, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, whoever that hires Drake Works in their independent company to rap, you can hire Austin Aries also. They're not far from each other. Fine, I'm telling them to hire all the crazies. What would the rest of the free world do? <laughs> all right, well, I got to go into the subject, and this is going to be a very lengthy one. Um, recently, uh, you know, as usual in life, there are death. Um... I don't think I mentioned this on the last time that you were here because it already happened. But you know, rest in peace to Jim Crockett uh, Jr. You didn't mention that. I did. Okay, I'm losing my damn mind. Um, Can I blame chair shots for you too? (laughs) Well, I've taken it not in the head, but I've taken chair shots. But also, uh, there was there was a couple of deaths though. Uh, I I know I'm gonna get to one of them. Um, I can't remember one. Paul Mooney. famous, semi-famous uh, comedian, uh, wrote for Richard Pryor, wrote for a lot of shows, and very uh, unapologetic uh, comedian. I don't know if you ever heard Paul Mooney before. Mm, I've heard of him now. From the Chappelle Show? I don't remember from where. Okay. But uh, he passed away, he had a heart attack, and um, you know, that was part of my childhood, especially... Hearing somebody like Paul Mooney that would never subject himself to lessening than what he was to get on television and to get on whatever. He just said whatever was on his mind and you had to stick with it. Let it flow, let it go. Yeah, and I say this a lot about black wrestlers, but some black wrestlers in this wrestling world needs a wake-up call, a inward wake-up call. And I know one most specifically, a guy by the name of J.T. Funk. Uh, who liked to dance and, and tap dance for all those little white kids out there in wrestling shows. But uh, his his uh, conviction over the past couple of years, he, he ain't going to WWE anyway. Um, next one, most notably, how can I say this? Hardcore legend. Um, can I say wrestling legend also? Yeah, of course. Wrestling legend, hardcore legend, black wrestler, New Jack from the Gangsters. And I see you're smiling. I know you got some stories about New Jack. Everybody has New Jack stories. Um, Oh, but before you start, I want to say this real quick. He had a heart attack, as what they said now. We don't know the total uh, cause of death. But he was training to wrestle again. Mm. Sorry, uh, something happened. He was training to wrestle again. And uh, a lot of people... Gave New Jack his flowers after he passed away. Yeah, of course. Um, It's not rare that you see, unfortunately now in this time, wrestlers pass away. Um, Whether they be older or still in the primary youth or what have you, we're we're getting a lot as of late of wrestlers passing away. New Jack's passing was untimely. It was just devastating on so many fronts because one I think the biggest thing was the shock of it all because it was out of nowhere and people did not want to believe it it was 
it was the hope of many I know for a fact that this was some kind of weird rib a joke that you know he was just fine and dandy and gonna pop up and go got you fuckers you know yeah Paul Heyman mentioned that too yeah Paul Heyman I think there, there's been a lot of tributes Paul Heyman gave a, a very moving tribute based upon you know the fact that New Jack was a huge huge part of what made ECW successful um the real ECW not the WWE the WWE ECW but the the gritty dirty underground ECW that a lot of us saw in the middle of the night as we tried to hold our televisions between two channels to get a clearer picture and view of this crazy outstanding violence and sexual tension and things that were happening on ECW programming um New Jack brought a a violent reality to the masses, I think. Um, and watching his work, you did not want to cross this man in a light alley or a dark one. It did not matter where, whether it was sun up or sun down, you just didn't want to cross. We're video chatting, yeah. remote learning, and game. I got you. Um, because you didn't know. I had something to follow up on that. What? On the noise? Yes. Oh, is is YouTube? You were starting it. Yeah, and then the commercial then popped up. I was. Well, you gotta tell me these things. <laughs> I just thought the silly thing was starting up because it had been paused so long. No, 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 no. That's okay. What so hold on. My bad. I don't have enough flags to, to wave while she's speaking about New Jack, but again, not a person that you want to mess with. Uh. Not not a guy that you want to cross cross their path, per se. That was the in ring performer. Um, outside of the ring, by all accounts, I don't remember which HTML was. He was a, a genuine person, um, a a real person, a real one for real. Yes. Um, and everybody has great stories about being with him watching him work and the knowledge that he passed on because you know people might go well he was an extreme hardcore wrestler what kind of knowledge could he have passed on um a lot so you know it's sad but here there, we are well there was a there was a uh, episode of dark side of the ring there was a there was an episode of uh dark side of the ring So, uh, there, there was a, uh, there was an episode of Dark Side of the Ring season two last year about, uh, about New Jack and it was the, whoa, what are you staring at here? Focus. Okay. There was a, there was a Dark Side of the Ring, uh, episode with New Jack where, uh, they were talking about all his dealings in, in the wrestling, uh, industry. I gotta put a code in here. Um, the uh, insides of the wrestling industry and it shows that a lot of these situations they were all reactionary of why New Jack was being New Jack it wasn't that New Jack had a chip on his shoulder and wanted to push people around it was the fact that people said the wrong thing to him I mean of course I know you're familiar with the Vic Grimes situation you mean the almost murder 
you know, uh, the scaffold match. But that came off of, that came off of, uh, what was it? Um, it was a match in ECW, I think, where uh, Vic Grimes landed on his head. Yeah, the almost murder of Vic Grimes as there was the infamous um, scaffold match. One of the things about that where, you know, stories... Stories and legends, you know, never have all the right components of truth because the truth is not so much the best story ever to tell. Um, There's always three sides to a story, uh, one side, second side, and the truth. But the, the fact of the matter is, yes, it was a horrible accident the way the man um, landed. The man says, he said, not to throw me. Um, you know, New Jack says, hey, we talked about it. Um, third part is, you know, Jack's vision was not twenty twenty, so it did not help the fact that, you know Well skull cracking on the ground, uh his skull cracking on the ground, you know, that yeah. <laughs> landing on his head and right. again, the the angle of the throw and based on the vision of New Jack at the time, just those two did not two and two did not make four. They made splat for poor Grimes. So, you know. Yeah, and the scaffold match was an indie, I think it was an indie show where uh, Jack tasered Vic Grimes' leg and he said, I don't, uh, I can't feel my legs. He said, you ain't going to need them. And just threw, mm-hmm. threw him out the ring. But this is the uh, Paul Heyman uh, paying tribute to New Jack. If you haven't seen this, this is on WWE's YouTube channel. On the Talking Smack edition of the WWE's after SmackDown version right after New Jack passed. So, yeah, Paul Heyman. It's pretty loud. I was asked before... But I can still let it go. This show went on the air, if I would like to say a few words, about the passing of ECW original New Jack. And, um... I avoid eulogies as best I can because every... And anytime I'm faced with them... The first thing that comes to mind is, hey, this sucks, and there's no good spin I can put on it. When I heard that New Jack had passed away, my hope was that New Jack had turned to his wife and said, hey, I'd like to read my own obituary. Call a bunch of people and tell them that I died. <laughs> and then everybody's going to make a big fuss about it, and, I, and I'll read about it my own life. And then at some point this weekend they'd sell a bunch of t-shirts and he'd sit there and go, gotcha. Because that's what, what New Jack would do. And apparently it's not so. Which sucks. And usually when we would pay tribute to somebody here in WWE, we show a lot of footage of that person. And to be blunt, we can't show you a lot of footage of New Jack because he was the most non-PG performer in sports entertainment history. Because New Jack was a gangster. <laughs> and everybody who was a fan of ECW that came to see ECW, who watched ECW, 
knew that fact from the moment his music hit, and no, we never had rights to use his music. Why? Because as an organization, we were gangsters, and New Jack was the most gangsters of all of us gangsters. It's over 20 years ago. Anybody that ever saw New Jack perform live, or heard him cut a promo, understood just how real he was. Jerome Young was quite an individual. And deep in his heart, he was every bit of New Jack that he could offer you. I wish you all a most extreme weekend. So there you had from Paul Heyman uh, giving his version of a eulogy for New Jack. Uh, it's not the most perfect eulogy or remarks ever, but it was authentic. There's no such thing as a perfect anything in this situation. You, There's no perfect words to speak about anybody's passing. There are no words written. There's no sounds that you can utter. There's nothing perfect that you can say about a person's passing and death. Nothing. Well, honestly, I can say that the most perfect or the most accurate thing that Paul Heyman said was usually when the wrestler passes away we show footage of them being in WWE but New Jack really had none because New Jack was too real for WWE WWE wouldn't even know how to use him if they wanted him or not WWE doesn't know how to use anybody that's not the point So one of the things I think instead of perfect one of the things that's most interesting is that Paul said that because it's true that WWE again they have a public image and a persona they are all about their PG right now and showing New Jack footage extended New Jack footage and matches on a WWE would not benefit them in any way shape or form as far as their PG standards and their stockholders go and let, let alone having it on the Peacock Network for US uh, Consumption. consumers you know, uh, because New Jack did a lot of things. I mean, honestly, the part about that people didn't get about New Jack as far as his life was New Jack actually trained how to wrestle. You know, New Jack had his backyard deathmatch, nearly deathmatch wrestling kind of persona. But New Jack actually knew how to wrestle compared to a lot of deathmatch backyard wrestlers. And he was in Smoky Mountain uh, wrestling with Jim Cornette and he pulled off the most... Uh, infamous promo ever and uh, I have it up here I want to play it for people who because I can't say it <laughs> so as here they are we got our first opportunity to talk to the new tag team on the block of Smoky Mountain Wrestling look at Bob Carter let me tell you something 30 years ago <laughs> I didn't know that was him. we would have been strung up in somebody's tree getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did but now you might want to come out here and put some belts on us, but the only belt we're going to be wearing right here is a tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geese up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers. Clansmen. I don't like nobody but my partner. You understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'm going to show you how bad 
OJ Simpson line. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if you said that today. Best oh my god! Ever. Just like keep up the good work. Two more now. Oh lord, <laughs> lord no! That perfectly explains New Jack as far as everything else, but the OJ line. But the the part about Snoop Dogg, I wonder if Snoop Dogg saw that and said, "What did he think about that?" Even though Snoop Dogg probably wasn't. Around Smoky Mountain Wrestling, listening to that promo, you know, because um, he was going through a trial that he ended up getting off on. But New Jack met the guy. He's created. He Jerome Young has created a legend within himself. That again, like you said, you don't mess with New Jack. Like it. It was. I wouldn't say it's like walking on eggshells being around him but it's just certain things you wouldn't say you know you couldn't say the n-word you couldn't say this you couldn't say that so everything was reactionary and i told a couple people on social media i was like did you did you actually know new jack i'm not saying i was his best friend but i actually know new jack you know anybody in the south know new jack Mm -hmm. you know so he created that for uh this is before all the drug use and the gig lines on his head and whatever and um and honestly i i've been friends with uh jerome on facebook and <laughs> he just wilds out on every weekend so i i just want to say rest in peace to new jack um i i wanted to see him come back in the ring have like a finale of a match and um that's all about it is to it but I know that I used to watch uh, like the commentary DVDs over the years and he would just get up there and talk about drug usage like more than anything <laughs> like like the cocaine and everything the wicked hard truth yeah so he was transparent and then somebody in wrestling said this is wrestling's DMX and I, and I was like yeah I think I could go with that a little bit being that transparent and being that true to people mm-hmm. but uh, whatever happened to Mustafa Ali I mean, not Mustafa Ali, uh, mm. Mustafa Saeed. Mm. Don't they all look alike? Um, no, they don't. Exactly. Don't know. And you said Murder One was in here. I didn't even know that. There's one young blacklist Uno in the back right there. <laughs> they just said, get all the black people up here. We're going to make this promo. Mm. You said that. <laughs> so, um,. Have, have you had any personal interactions with New Jack? None that I care to disclose. None bad. Just, you know, just some conversations sometimes don't need to be rightfully shared. So, no, no, no. no. I, you know, kind of plead the fifth on that one. So anyway, um, uh, that, that's, that's basically it. I'm sorry. I'm, 
I'm sorry, I took an edible last night. I'm still feeling oh, the effects of it. <laughs> so it's a little hangover, a little bit. Hey, look, we were up all night watching Dark Side of the Ring. I wanted to show you Brian Pillman episode, and it turned when did you into take the edible. Huh? When did you take the edible? I took it around about before you got here, or you were here. I took it when I was here. Oh Jesus! I'm not walking around in public. Like I did not know that. That's why I'm just like, what? <laughs> I mean, we had a good time last night. I mean, you know, just just going to the store and. I don't believe in drug use, people. So you know, I'm just a shock and appalled. Not drug use. We're in D.C. Basically. Whatever. No, we're not. It's illegal here. Thank you. Anyway, continue. No, I got CBD in the bag, which is not which is legal. Put you on the porch. I ain't going to jail. <laughs> I don't think you have to. Um. So yeah, New Jack passed. Somebody. Uh, one of some other notable deaths, uh, Don Canoto from uh, Mid Atlantic NWA used to be tag champions with Sergeant Slaughter back in the day. This is old, old school wrestling. A lot of people don't know who Don Canoto is. Yeah, look at my face. I was like, kerfuffle, what? No. Wow. Uh, did not know. Do not recall who the man is. I'm sure he had some stellar work. Sorry about his passing. Yeah, so, um, again, I'm cutting it short because I went through blood and guts in WrestleMania. Uh, there was not really much news to go by uh, except for, you know, Brian Danielson, WWE status, which I, I care about Drip Daddy. Which I care less about because one of the interviews that Brian Danielson got on and was talking about how he loves to put his daughter in between Why his shoulders. Brian Danielson? Daniel Bryan, because, you know, we're saying his wrestling name. And the fact that he probably will not renew his contract with the WWE because he wants to go home and watch his children grow. Understood. He wants to be... And that's the part that I'm going under. He wants to be able to play with them and raise them up over his head and lift them around on his shoulders and not have his body not be able to do that sort of thing. Understandable. He's married to a Bella. <laughs> not understandable. But you know what? Go do you. Go eat a tree or whatever it is that you do. Good luck in your future endeavors. Can you imagine if he was married to the other Bella? <laughs> Two would, different personalities. He wouldn't eat a tree. He would throw a tree through his head. His brain would explode. He would throw a tree to himself? Through his head. Through his own head. He would somehow get a tree sharpened to the point of a pencil and just jam it in his ear. I admit, they have, they have, he have a beautiful family, though, with Bree. Uh, uh, what was his daughter named Birdie? And I forgot what his son's name is, but he was just born. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, I, I got tired of hearing that. Oh my God, Dan Ryan's going to AEW, and he's going. I was like, can can we let the man rest? I mean, he basically had to retire for what? How many three years? Because of head and neck injuries. Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, did not think he would ever be back. He he came back. Again, I'm happy for his progress, his life to this point. But on a professional level, it's time to go because he's got nothing left to prove. He's conquered the independence. He's conquered the big, the big one, the WWE. He's been their champion against all odds. He is someone who never should have gotten even within sniffing distance of the WWE's big titles. And not only did he do that, he won. He became a icon. He started a movement. Um... He's done a lot. He's going to go be Captain Planet someplace. Go do that. 
just making more space for it. Well, speaking of indie news, uh, what is Andrade's name outside of WWE? Good golly. It's very Spanish. Um, <laughs> El, El Idolo. El Idio. El, 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 yeah, whatever. Um, it sounds too close to idiot. It's Idol. With yeah. Yeah. He has matches. He just got. I, I forward you a match that he's having with Alberto Del Rio in his own company, and then also the big news of the indie guys was going around saying that he's going to be at AAA, facing off against Kenny Omega. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no shortage of matches that are going to happen now that he is out. Of the WWE, um, and this is one of the things that he wanted. He wanted to perform. He wanted to have big matches, and WWE was not about that life with him. So um, now that he's, you know, no longer under contract, he's out there making moves. I know that he was going to be in Atlanta. I don't think that's news. I think they announced that um, that already. It's going to be um, MLA Mucho Lucha Atlanta. He'll be on their upcoming show. Um, the this that's happening for him is good. It's also good for independent wrestling. Um, I said that a lot about WWE talent that get released and redefine themselves. Like you know, being released from WWE is not the end all be all, and that's not going to be like your life unless you're rotten. He person. wanted this release. It's not no he fired. He was going for that. He wanted the release, and it's not even so much that he's reestablishing himself because. The man was, is going back to his roots, so to speak. He's going to be doing these indies, and this is not new for him. He was a main inventor everywhere he went on the indies. He's falling back to suit. Um, and I think he's going to be able to wrestle again, where before he was not able to showcase all of his talents because the WWE, as we all know, has a style of wrestling that is much different than what you see on an independent wrestling show so yeah good luck you know I, I I joked with my friends when we talked about this Atlanta date that he has upcoming I said will we see the queen in Atlanta will she be back in the locker rooms just hanging out like we've seen some of the um, yeah. wives and girlfriends mm. of the other stars who come through and um, because this is what's no, because now, especially, we can talk about the WWE has 25 dates that they're going to go and be on the road again. Big news, but I really didn't want to discuss that. Oh, that's fine then. We'll but, talk about it. No, 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 that's fine. You, you brought it up. Um, I don't know how this was conceived. Part of it was, con- I don't know how part of it was conceived. I know that WWE wanted to be on the road for a long time now, and they were teasing dates last September to be in Cleveland of all places for as one of the dates. But also, not only WWE is going back on the road, but AEW has a few dates as well. And what WWE is proposing to do, they want to have fans for Money in the Bank because the actual uh, titular matches of uh, Money in the Bank involves a lot of crowd noise. A lot of emotions, you know, high spots, um, booze and you know, cheers and booze for whoever grabs the briefcase. So they moved it. Um, what was it? Money in Bank July. So they're they're proposing that Money in Bank is a is a uh, return to crowd show apart from WrestleMania next month in June. 
Andrade uh, Edio. El, Ed, El, 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 my God. It El, sounds El, too much El, like Edio. idiot, so I don't want to say Edilio. it. Yeah, Edilio. Okay, I, I'll keep it like that. Anyway, um, before I was informally in, interrupted, it's a good thing. Um, but they proposed, they, they proposed uh, money to bank to have fans in there for high spots, cheers and booze, or whoever uh, wins the match. Next month is Hell in a Cell in June. I don't know what that means. Because um, usually it's on Halloween to be the spooky. Ooh, Hell in a Cell. During Halloween, October. Are you scared? No. I know I sound like old man reports with that. I um, have to say it. I'm glad you realized <laughs> it. But, uh, oh, that's the one? Yeah, that's one. And they're going to have Roosh in there? Like the Lucha Hold on, this is Mexico. Okay. I know Phoenix has just now been hurt. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Um, Hell in Cell next month. Did you did you catch the uh, cross promotion last week with the zombies? Yes. Um, okay. I I did a deep sigh, and here's where. We you and I both know one reason why. I said it when it was happening live. People were losing their mind. I said, WWE got paid, y'all. Like, Batista's in a movie with zombies. On Netflix. Batista did a tweet about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batista's a, a WWE product. So, of course, this is the same demographic that they want to capture. The 18 to 49 male white crazies or whatever. So, yeah. WWE got a huge six-figure check. And their entertainment. What better way... Than the sports of wrestling, entertainment of zombies, which are hot. I have to correct you there. The sports entertainment. I said sports entertainment. You said sports of wrestling. I was sports of wrestling, the entertainment of wrestling. You didn't okay. let me finish there, Kanye. The entertainment aspect that of wrestling, which they bring where they do their coordinated stunts or whatever you want to call them. And throw some zombies in there too, because why the hell not? Yeah, I tuned into this pay-per-view. Um, you know, with a lot of these pay-per-views, if they're not the big four, I'm not really interested. It's just background noise in my house. Ah. Um, no, I tuned in and saw the tail end of the Rey Mysterio, <laughs> the, the Mysterio match, and the father-son uh, tag team champion. Let me start on that. Look, first I all, was... First and foremost, let's be clear here. That is a travesty. That is not his son. That's Eddie's kid. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your point. I'm your poppy. Eddie's his damn daddy. <laughs> We're going back 15 years on that one. Um, so, I wasn't... Uh, I'm going to be honest with the Ravens. Yes, make history books. Yes, do this. Yes, do that. But look, Dominic was not ready to be a champion. We barely seen tag him on TV. Team. We had a Nicholas, some little 12-year-old being tag team champion. Was he ready? I mean, this is the Okay, that throws my argument out. The right, exactly. John Cone's son, Nicholas, was tag team champions with Braun Strowman. And John Cone ain't even employed no more. Yeah, he is. Never mind, they all look like that. There's one of them. That that's Drake Works. No, there's another one that left. But whatever, go ahead. Um, John Cone was part of that, that trash gate, that trash gate controversy. Got demoted from his uh, corporate feeding time in the zoo. Okay, uh, his corporate uh, role got reduced, and I think he got it back after Carano and a couple others got fired. 
Not sure. But his son was tag team champion. It wasn't like a random kid in New Orleans was going to be uh, tag champion in the crowd. One of the biggest. It was a plant? You don't say. Yeah. They. Coolest they, kid ever, though. They did something that, you know, a little predetermined as far as, you know, kids in the audience. Kind of like zombies. They did this on purpose. And that Eddie kid, I mean, Dominic, Eddie Child, he's fine. He's got gear. He's ready to be a champion. At least he has gear. Little Nicholas didn't even have no damn gear, so forget it. <laughs> he just had a WrestleMania shirt, and that was it. Um, so anyway, I watched this. The tail end of the match, you know, Rey Mysterio and Son won, played Sanford and Son music. Uh, John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, went into... One of the locker rooms and found zombies. This is where I got on. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with zombies? Like, where, where is this coming from? And then I found out later on it was cross-promotion. But as far as the wrestling, where did the zombies come from? And Bad it, catering that day. Turned everybody into zombies. Ugh. I'm not going to go there while you eating chips. So... The match was a lumberjack match between Damian Priest and The Miz with lumberjack zombies. And honestly, I have to say for zombies in wrestling, this was actually good as far as where the zombies was going to attack. Because Damian Priest was fighting them. Uh, Joe Mo was fighting them. The Miz was fighting them. They just didn't care about anybody. They ran the commentary team off. That made sense. Like, at least it made it make sense, quote-unquote, because mm-hmm. commentary team... Typically, we just stay ringside and call the action because the zombies are not focused on us. They're focused on the ring competitors. But the zombies are like, no. <laughs> Craig Gray is like, what the? Craig Gray has used so many Walking Dead references. I love him already, but I love him even more. I'm like, Corey, stop. You're killing me. I'm going to be a zombie in a second. You're killing me. Stop it. <sighs> Walking Dead was uh, filmed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, so, anyway, this match, to me, got stupider and stupider as it, gone, as it went along. It was stupid from the inception once you saw the zombies. It was stupid the fact that Miz was fighting Priest after Morrison fought Priest. After they fought him at WrestleMania. After they fought him in the Raw before WrestleMania. After they fought him in the Raw after WrestleMania. The fact that we've been fighting the same dude for like three years is stupid. About six months straight you've been fighting Damian Priest. And you're trying to build this guy on the roster. I, I would think that Damian Priest would fight a certain circle of people. Can Damian Priest get holy water and just exercise himself? That's my dude, though. I can't We talk. got zombies. I'm just saying. Exercise yourself the hell out of this situation. And he got a special on the network. He got a documentary special on the network. So I'm thinking, like, we're going to see Damian Priest become a mid-card contender for the for the mid-card championship. But he's been fighting the Miz and John Morrison with Bad Bunny by his side for six months. Every week which on Which means they're not ready to pull the trigger on him, which means he's going to go back to the bottom of the card. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, out of that match, he beats The Miz, then The Miz gets eaten by zombies, which kind of runs into stupidity part, because we're going to see The Miz later. But also, apart from that, The Miz got injured. He's going to be out for a while. First major injury. Yes. And uh, Horrible, horrible luck. Yeah, it's uh, ACL, so that's nothing to play with. Even though four years ago he told Daniel Bryan that he never gets injured because of the way he, he wrestles. He never got injured because of the way he wrestles. It's true. Not his fault. It's the zombie's fault. 
So the zombies went in and ate his ACL before they consumed other parts of the Miz. ACL was strong. Zombies wanted a piece. They took a piece, and now poor Miz is on the shelf. Yeah. And and also the Miz had a documentary too recently on the network. Maybe having a documentary on the network is it's like, a curse word. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, I, I was going some. I was going somewhere with this. Dave Lagreca made a great rant about having zombies in wrestling. And Dave Lagreca, for the people that don't know, from Busted Open Radio, is an old school wrestling fan. I had friends of mine from Central PA take that Busted Open video and talk about how insufferable he was. And I told them, I said, if you think he's insufferable, not funny, then why would you post it? You think he's insufferable and funny? Let me introduce you to Jim Cornette. Uh, okay. Yeah, you were laughing at a couple of his recent commentary I'm just saying, points. most people don't find him funny or sufferable. I find him entertaining, but I don't hold his points to gospel. And, and th- you know, honestly, thank you, Mika, for helping me segue to this, because I told you about this. I don't know what it is about fans that hold certain people's words as gospel instead of doing their own damn research or doing their own damn citations. I had a rant on the Nation of African American Wrestlers group, uh, shout out to Big Bear, about how wrestling fans primarily hold Dave Meltzer as in Wrestling Observer Network as if it's the Bible. Anything that Dave Meltzer says, we listen. And I'm here to say, stop. It's nothing wrong with listening to Dave Meltzer as far as opinions but and having connections, but stop doing that. You hear me? Dave Meltzer is not the only person out there who has the word in wrestling. There's a lot of other people that have it. Sean Ross Sapp is one of them. Andrew Zarian from Mat Men Podcast. I actually know that guy. He he has connections. He's been making news, too, about WWE plans. Um, who else? Uh, Mike Johnson from PW... From, where's Mike Johnson? Uh, PWI. No, no, I think it was WrestleZone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Johnson... Uh, Jason Powell of Wrestling INC, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. A lot of people. I, I know you know some people too that I'm not naming. Uh, used to be Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet, but Chris Jericho then broke him to obscurity. And WWE took him. I don't listen to any of these wrestling things. None of that stuff. None of the sheets. None of that. I don't care to. And if wrestling fans are so subscribed to someone else's dirt sheet opinion then let them be entitled to it because they're all wrong. It's all a work. They're getting fed what, for most part, the wrestling company wants you to be. If you think you're getting some inside information and you're getting around the system by listening to these guys or watching them, then you're wrong. You're not. No, but but also, I mean, there's more than one... Well, I hate to say it in this household. More than one way to skin a cat. But... Again, it's just like the right-wingers that will listen to Fox News, uh, was it Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN all day, but they don't listen to news, they listen to these people with commentary, the commentary shows, you know, the Tucker Carlson's, the uh, uh, Sean Hannity, and they take their words as news, why? They're commentators, they get paid for that, guess who's paying them? You. You put them on that platform and you give, you're you taking their opinions and turning it into facts. You know what I think about Dave Meltzer? 
I've met Dave Meltzer before, nice guy, blah, 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 whatever. Dave Meltzer is a historian. But as far as Dave Meltzer now, with his match ratings, I don't give it any, I don't, I don't give it any steam. As because a he because right now Dave Meltzer is AEW heavy. He knows people in WWE. He knows people in other other uh, organizations. But the man is AEW. He is like on the Bucks' payroll if they are paying him. Because you know the Bucks got money. They got they got Dior shoes Don't and matches. Uh, oh Lord, those are shoes. Come on. I'm not going there. I'm not. Did you see Eddie Kingston take the shoes? Eddie Kingston did an old school thing <laughs> when you get your butt kicked and your shoes or your gear got snatched. I'm not mad at that. Eddie, keep, Eddie keeping it hood, keeping it hoodie, yo, keeping it street with a K. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I didn't like it because people were like Dave Meltzer said, and then I just don't listen. There's things that in wrestling that you can see patterns and something happening. And then there's things in wrestling that, like Mika said, they feed you just to spark your interest. Now, if you really want to hand me some dirt, please tell me why Velveteen Dream was in WWE for a year. Hmm. Because sending sending your dingling to little boys is not... Not conducive to you being into this company. Yeah. That's right. It, it pretty much that's it. And also, people on social media have been saying it for the past year. Every pay-per-view, Fire Fell Between Dreams has been trending. Um, but I'm, that's not me casting aspersions on uh, Patrick Clark. That's just that's just being wrong and like just holding on to a punishment waiting to happen. But um, I don't know how in the world you don't... I mean, I'm not saying like you got to subscribe to Dirt Cheese, but you don't hear the... The rumblings in the way, keeping your ear to the ground. But again, people are stupid. No, I'm talking about you. Oh, me? Yeah, because, you know, some things you would hear, like, this is happening, and it's something that can be true, and some things you could tell people that it's not true. It's... I think it's subjective. I mean, it, it's tough to kind of weigh between the truth and the non-truth. And you have to remember to, if you give your opinion, be like, this is just my opinion. I think this. To not hold it or to give your opinion so much weight and value and make sure you tell others, hey, I don't know. This is could be this and it could be the other thing. It, it's it's a tough line, but yeah, um, I don't know. That was my social media rant for the week uh, when I made it. Um, I know big. So you rant every week is. No, no, no. I I do every now and then when it comes to uh, trying to take positivity and use it to wipe away the the uh, the gunk of negativity away. You know, just wax on, wax off. A little Miyagi do type mm. stuff. Um. Cobra Kai. Hey, that's a good series. I don't know yeah, if you watched the third I'm season. Cobra Kai. Huh? I haven't watched the third season. I'm Cobra Oh, Kai. my God. Okay. I'm not going to throw those spoilers out there. Um, but anyway, um, I, I I try to do it like every now and then on uh, the Nation of African American Wrestlers group on Facebook. Uh, Big Bear, he kind of likes it, though. But 
not not being like too toxic, not cursing people out, but just tell people that you know what it is and what it ain't. And also, these wrestling groups, oh my god, you want to talk about inflated egos? These people are like, you know, I'm right and wrong. And and then they take uh, Roman's line, acknowledge me. What, you at the head of the kids' table? First of all, you will not acknowledge anybody but our reigning, defending champion, Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is (laughs) bullcrap. Well, I see the Usos are back together now. You see see Jimmy Jimmy Uso's shirt? Like, I ain't no bitch. Nobody's bitch. <laughs> Nobody's bitch. I lo- Look, honestly, I love it. But, again, Dave LaGreca, who came out with the rant against zombies, which I thought was hilarious. And I just found him uh, entertaining, you know. This is the same guy that I ran into him at wrestling shows. He's wearing old shirts like I Broke Wahoo's Leg from Greg Valentine or um, Dusty Sucks Eggs. Mm. So, what do you expect? You know, a lot of us aren't these these new school wrestling fans where everything is accepted, everything is good, which is really not. Because honestly, uh, one of the wrestlers that people watch today is injured and had to vacate the world championship. Don't talk about. Wait, who are we talking about? Fan? Huh? Who are we talking about? Who did you just mention? I said fan. No, uh, Will Ospreay. Oh, ugh. we don't talk about him either. Well, I do. Mm. The guys have been the world champion in Japan and, you know, one of the greatest uh, prestige championships, which is an ugly belt now. Mm. You seen the belt? I have not. Oh, my God. It's like winged. It's, it's like if Street Fighter had a championship belt. <laughs> not a Street Fighter championship belt. Hold on. No, 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 no. So he got injured, so uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. The belt was held up in Japan, so I don't know how they're doing that one. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm pretty much out. Usually when I record this, I go two hours, but I'm over an hour. Not many topics, and Operation Joe helped me knock that down a little bit. So <laughs> you don't have to take as much time to listen to my podcast anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, honestly, I wanted you to... Uh, had some of these major topics and Joe he can hit the AEW WWE topics for me see how light the load is Mm-mm. yeah yeah I get it I have two guest co-hosts now look at you moving on up east side of the whatever all I need is a cul-de-sac oh, God. the cul-de-sac and the George Jefferson dance apartment. All right, come on, Weezy. No. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, I gotta, I gotta do a couple things, and I'm so relaxed. Um, I'm here at uh, uh, undisclosed location. That is not my house. Jesus Christ. So. Uh, at undisclosed location, telling stuff that. Okay. No, but I was saying that. I'm going to say before I end the show, uh, for those who are living in the United States, be careful, wear your mask, be vaccinated. Um, now we can walk around outside with no mask on, but don't mean that we can be holier than thou from other people because you still can get COVID-19. <laughs> Look what happened to Bill Maher. Hmm. He got vaccinated and he got he got uh, COVID. Really? Didn't yeah. know 
Yeah, he's been out for like, uh, I think it's just the second week, so he's coming back next week. So anyway, uh, silence. So anyway, uh, like I said, I'm doing good. Summer's coming back. The weather's coming. Uh, we're all going to party like next week, Memorial Day. Party. <laughs> Some of us are going to be working. Yeah. Uh, well, for those who are working, be safe. Uh, I, I went to a hotel last night and seen people unmasked and almost walked out. Because they weren't wearing masks. They were particularly the, the young boys. Yep. I mean, sticking, their head, sticking their heads in their shirts. People are stupid. Continue. Yeah. So... Alright, let me fire off the social media so people can contact you. No, you said let me fire off. That means you're going to fire not me. I said Meek. No. Well, that's not my name. <laughs> you, better, you better enunciate. <laughs> put some respect with a K on my name, okay? Thank you. Alright, Miss Holmes. Uh, Jeez. You tell the people where they can find you. Oh, I'm going to tell the people, but not you. You can find me on the Twitters, the Facebook, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, all the loveliness. I'm the Mika Villas, M-I-K-A, V like victory, I-L-L-A-S. Hit me up, tell me how much you, I'm right. And the host here is wrong. I appreciate that. Oh goodness, playing, playing yourself. Okay, uh, well, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter under Sensational One, S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. Uh, Twitter and Instagram under Facebook, which I need to change under Official Shinblade. Uh, I will have another episode in about a week or two with Operation Joe, where we're going to go on WWE and AEW topics and what he thinks about it. Uh, listen to the first episode because he gets really, really political about his views in wrestling and ties it to political so it can go off on a tangent every now and then I still haven't told you my interview with uh, the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast that was a couple months ago and I'm about to be on that show again in the future gosh uh, more old man on the porch time you listened to the interview I did <laughs> she said that because I, I broke in my new chair with the interview Old man on the porch time. That's what it is. What did I say that was old man on the porch? You didn't have to. It was. It wouldn't even apply. That's what happened. Well, watch me whip. You did everything but Nene. Uh-huh. How masculine is Nene? That's why I guess you didn't do it. I don't know. Okay. Um. So, uh, you know, future things happening. Also, next episode, we have to talk about this, Mika, because it's been about a month since it's been announced, but... WrestleCade is coming back in North Carolina. Yes, I'm excited. And um, super duperty. So I never really say this to quote an actor or personality, but I said it. Uh, I think I told Mika over text or was on the phone. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, take take my black card for the night." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, Queen." Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, excited. WrestleCade is coming, and it's going to be fabulous to see all the stuff, all the people. Yeah, to get back into it, I missed the Baltimore Select Fest because I didn't think it was going to draw. And I found out a lot of people that were there uh, that were worth seeing, uh, including uh, one of our friends, uh, James Storm, the mm -hmm. cowboy, who has a funny-ass Instagram page. 
James Storm is a mess. I love him. Yes. Go go follow him. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm out. I'm so I'm so damn relaxed, man. I feel like I don't even want to do anything today. You gotta go get his drugs, y'all. Well, Skittles ain't drug, but there you go. Um, but I'm going to uh, continue doing what I'm doing. Damn, I'm rambling. Continue uh, doing what I'm doing. I'm gonna hang out with Mika here. We're gonna watch uh, some Susan before we head out. Uh, since Mika's a big fan of Susan, I'm a fan of Susie. And uh, for Mika Villas, I'm the sensational one, feeling great, feeling good, feeling nice, and feeling pleasant. Saying, uh, I'm out. I want to, I want to.